1: This is all of it on WNYC. I'm Allison Stewart. Thank you for sharing part of your day with us, whether you're listening on the radio online or on demand. We are grateful that you are here. You know, here in all of it, we've been covering our year end favorites from movies to podcasts and art exhibitions, and musicals. Of course, we've also dug into our favorite books of 2021. Some from our very own get lit or in full biopics to recommendations from you listeners. So keeping with the book theme, we want to remember young readers, too, who are at home and on break for the holidays. Maybe they're reading for fun or for school or they want something new. With the help of our friends from the New York Public Library, we hope to bring you some suggestions to our young listeners and their parents. Today, we're joined by children's librarians, Kevin Kelly. Hi, Kevin.
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: Good. And Jennifer Meinhardt. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, happy to be here. Listeners, all kids. All of it kids, all of it young listeners. We want to hear from you. Priority to kid readers, by the way, for these phone calls. What are you reading during holiday break? What were some of your favorite books you read in 2021? Do you have any books to recommend to your fellow young New Yorkers? And parents and teachers and librarians, you can hear getting on the recommendations as well. We want to hear what your kids are reading. But priority to the youngsters who'd like to call in. Tell us your book picks. Call in now. 212 433 or you can hit us up on social media that's Twitter and Instagram same handle at all of it WNYC young readers what are you reading parents and teachers and librarians what do you want to recommend so let's talk about the landscape a little bit Kevin I'm going to start with you were there any particular themes you noticed in kids literature in 2021
0: yeah, um there were a, a myriad of themes uh this year. Um one of the biggest being um how to connect, you know, with a community. Um mm-hmm. a lot of the stories were focused on young people figuring it out what figuring out what it meant to be like an active member of their community wherever they were located.
1: Jennifer, what were young readers attracted to and then what were their parents attracted to? Um you know, so
2: in picture books, we saw a lot about kids who were born in America, but also connecting to some of their older generations back in their oh, home yes. countries. Um, and that's been something
1: that's been really well received at our branches. What in, When parents come in, what do they seem to be looking for?
2: Um, Yeah, so um, they are definitely looking to see themselves in these books. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, just the other day I had a parent who came in, And had specifically asked where the Best Books for Kids display was. Um, When I brought her over to it, I had pointed out a book called Wishes. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I pointed that out to her, she immediately looked at the author and she said, oh, my goodness, this author is Vietnamese. And she was so excited to see that book because she was like, I can't believe you have a Vietnamese author here and that it made the list. Um, So I think seeing themselves in books is really what they're after. That way they can show their kids, too.
1: So interesting. What a great story. Kevin, when you're thinking about uh, a young kid's book, like a picture book, what do you look Mm -hmm. for in a picture book? What particularly makes it good? Because I think a lot of people think picture books must be so easy to make and all you need is beautiful (laughs) pictures and a cute story, but it's actually pretty complex.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And I can start us off. I I know Jennifer probably has a lot to say about this too. Um, When we're looking at uh, picture books, we are looking for like a really perfect marriage between the images and the text. Um, So how do the images augment the story that's being told? What parts of the story that are integral to the overall understanding of the story is being told through the pictures versus what is being told through the words? And, you know, though the picture book, the word count is low, like that requires that each word carries meaning, conveys the story and is like each. So, you know, like when you're writing poetry or something, each word is that much more important because there are so few of them.
1: Jennifer, did you want to dive in on that one? Picture books or what makes a good YA book? Either one. Yeah. I mean, just going off of what Kevin said, um, you know, it's really important that we
2: are looking at not only the illustrations and the text, but, you know, text placement, what's the font type? Does it all work well together? Just like Kevin said, it's a a really happy marriage between the two. Um, So it's it's a lot more than just reading the text and looking at the illustration.
1: Well, let's talk about one of the books on your list, and it's Nina, A Story of Nina Simone by Tracy N, which brings a biography of famous artist to a young audience. Jennifer, how does Tracy N work to adapt Nina Simone's story into a kids' book?
2: Yeah, Yeah, so um, this one was definitely a favorite of a lot of our committee members. Um, It tells the story of Eunice Kathleen Wayman, um, which was Nina's name when she was born. Um, You know, Tracy and Todd, she really puts into perspective, you know, Nina as a child, learning to play the piano with her dad, learning how to play jazz when mom's not listening because she wouldn't approve. And then, you know, throughout the years, as she continues to play piano, she gets older and she realizes that she really has a passion for activism. And then she has her musical career actually influence her activism. And this is all done through really lovely text, but then it is brought to life with Christian Robinson's illustrations, which is just this beautiful collage in bright, vibrant colors
1: that is just so lovely. We are talking about some great kids' books of 2021, little kids, tweens, young adults. Let's take a call. Holly is calling in from Brooklyn on line one. Hi, Holly. Thanks for calling all of it. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, Yeah, I want to recommend um, a
2: graphic novel by Jonathan Allen. It's called A Lonesome Era. Uh, The characters are all like little animals, but um, the underlining tone is about... A young boy that basically is sort of grappling with having a crush on his best friend, and then also just getting into basic shenanigans of being a teenage boy. <laughs>
1: Thank you for calling in. We appreciate the recommendation. Hey, all of it, listeners, young and old, we want to hear from you. What are you reading over the holiday break? What were some of your favorite books of 2021? Do you have any books to recommend to fellow young readers, parents, teachers, and librarians? You can get in on this as well and make recommendations. Our number is 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692. Or you can reach us on Instagram and Twitter at of wnyc WNYC. We're talking about, we're talking with two librarians from New York Public Libraries, Children's Librarian section, Kevin Kelly and Jennifer Meinhart. All right, let's talk about another picture, book before we go on to tweens, Watercress by Andrea, um, is it Wang or Wong, illustrated by Jason Chin. Uh, Kevin, do you want to take this one?
0: Um, I think actually Jennifer, oh, is Jennifer do that one? book so much. Yeah, okay. I'm going to pass it over to her.
1: <laughs> okay, Jennifer, go for it.
2: Okay, awesome. So, Watercress was one that we got really early on in the committee year. Um, we all read, and it was a really early favorite among all of our committee members. Um, it tells this really beautiful intergenerational story, um, and it's illustrated um, in this beautiful watercolor that was actually inspired by authentic Chinese watercolor painting techniques. It really helps kids understand the past and, like, where their parents are coming from and puts it into perspective for where they are now. And it is just so beautiful when you read it. It just gives you goosebumps.
1: I'm ready for you now, Kevin. This one I think is so interesting. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole in this one. It's The Mysterious Disappearance of Aiden S., and mm-hmm. it's told from the point of view of his brother the main characters are a bit older than what we've been talking about 11 or 12 it's an interesting topic so this idea that this kid Aiden goes missing and he turns back up and he starts talking about a place no one has ever heard of and then everybody in town accuses him of lying <laughs> tell us how this sounds <laughs> like sort of a serious topic but also a little bit maybe a little sci-fi what's going on in this book
0: yeah um you know this book was uh another early favorite of ours um and what's going on is just like you said this uh young guy he goes missing he's missing for six days and then suddenly he turns back up in the attic of the house and it really um is thinking about um the the reverse side of this like trip to narnia right so um, do we believe the child when, when they have these fantastic stories of like faraway, fantastic sort of fantasy worlds? Um, what does it mean to like, believe and trust in your brother's experience, even though like you're sort of like the rational part of your brain is like, okay, this sounds far fetched. And then the community around you is like, okay, clearly he's lying. Um, so this, uh, this one, uh, the mysterious disappearance of Aiden S really does a good job of of like thinking about the question of like how 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 to believe and trust you know the young people around you um and it's like a full mystery you know we don't know by the end what's going on um so it's really lovely
1: love that i'm so interested in that one let's go to mick who is on line too hi mick thanks for calling all of it you're on the radio
3: well uh, hi i like Hi. My favorite book is Percy Jackson, my favorite book series, and it's by Rick Rodon and it's about how Greek mythology comes to life, and he's, uh, and he's a, a kid who lives in New York City, and he finds out that he's a demigod, and I think it's very cool how... Olympus is located on the top of a volcano, I mean on top of the Empire State Building, and the underworld is underneath
1: Los Angeles in the book. How old are you, Mick? I am eight years old. Mick, can I tell you something? My son also loves Rick Riordan. He loves his writing. He really likes about, what do you like about mythology?
3: I like, well, hmm, I like hmm. a lot of things. I think it's very interesting and it's very fun and, le- and sets the part where you get eaten by a cyclops.
1: Mick, <laughs> Nick, I'm excited that you called. Thank you so much. Happy reading. Thank you. My guests are Kevin Kelly and Jennifer meinhardt from the New York Public Library. We're talking about children's literature. Let's get into... Maybe, you know what, Mick might like this one, Artie and the Wolf Moon by Olivia Stevens. <laughs> um, it was described as a supernatural, family-friendly graphic novel. Jennifer, how does uh, Stevens take on this, this classic idea of werewolves and then gear it towards tweens? Um, yeah, so this one really...
2: Um, Artie is trying to find her, her place, right. Um, when her mom confesses to her that they're actually werewolves, so she didn't know. Right. Um, so then she starts to introduce her to, you know, this estranged werewolf community so that they have a safe place. Um, and then, you know, Artie thinks everything is going fine. She's trying to learn her stride. And then all of a sudden, now they're under attack by vampires. Um, so this one is done in a really great way for kids it's obviously a graphic novel so it's illustrated throughout the illustrations are really great and captivating um it tries to take on a little bit of old folklore and twist it into a new way um yeah kevin anything to add
0: uh yeah i think that RD is just like a really great very very modern um twist on a story that we've uh, at least uh, people jennifer and i's age the whole, like, werewolf versus vampire, the Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) age-old story. Um, They do a really good job of of updating it and bringing it into 2021.
1: Let's take another call. We got another kid caller on line one. Hi, Calder. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Oh, Oh, good. You are 10 years old. Where are you calling from? New York City. Excellent. I would love to know what you like to read, Calder. Well, I
4: read a series called Fun Jungle, and this book, Belly Up. What kind of books are they? Um, what kind of stories are they? Um, they're novels. It's a series. It's a it's like a funny mystery
1: about a boy named Teddy Fitzroy. Mhm. What kind of boy is Teddy Fitzroy? Is he mischievous? Is he funny? Is he silly? His, um, he's mischievous
4: and he well everyone thinks he is his parents work at um, fun jungle Mm -hmm. and he solves the mysteries there
1: interesting does he have anybody who helps him solve the mysteries Um, so um,
4: the owner of fun jungle he's really rich his Mm -hmm. name is JJ McCracken and his um daughter um summer Kraken, um, helps teddy um, uh, solve all these mysteries and um, uh, they um, they solve this mystery about a, a hippopotamus named
1: huh. i forgot the name but um who was murdered. Did not see the hippopotamus part of the story coming. Calder, thank you so much for calling in. Happy reading to you. My guests are Kevin Kelly and Jennifer Meinhart from the New York Public Library. We're talking about children's literature that was quite notable in 2021. I want to go for one more tween pick, and then we'll try to get in um, some young adult stuff. Uh, Girl from the Sea by Molly Knox Ostertag, I believe is how I say it. Kevin, Mm -hmm. what is is it a love story?
0: That is a great question, and this is, um, <laughs> I'll, preface, <laughs> I'll preface this by saying this is a really good one um, for our tween audience. It does ride the line. Um, it's got a lot of kid appeal, but it's also got um, just a hint of romance that's going to appeal to an older reader as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it follows um, this young girl named Morgan, um, where, and she meets uh, Selkie um, in the sea one day, and they share sort of an impulsive kiss um, and it's a story about them um, learning about one another, learning about the sea that the Selkie is, you know, trying to protect, doing everything she can to protect. Um, and it's about, you know, figuring out um, how to tell your friends that you um, love in a different way than maybe that they do. Um, so it's a really lovely story um, with just a little hint of magic. Uh, and it's, it's really great. And Molly Knox Oster tag, has done a lot of really great titles for this um, age band. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe someone who needs a bit of a little bit more of a challenge than what we would traditionally think of as kids lit, but is maybe not quite ready for like a full blown, you know, YA 400 page novel.
1: Um, Yeah. (laughs) And Jennifer, I'm going to ask you to shout out a couple of YA books, a couple of ones for, for young adults, teenagers, 13 and up. Yeah. So, um,
2: One that was really great this year um, is Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. Um, This one is all about Lily Hugh. Um, She is kind of another coming of age trying to figure out who she is. She Mm -hmm. goes into the local bodega where she is looking at the spinning rack of romance novels and she picks up one that features a lesbian couple in it and she is just blown away that this exists in writing. And from there it kind of takes root within her that she realizes that, you know, this, this might be her, she sees herself in this book. Um, She makes a new friend at school, and they start um, visiting a local bar called the Telegraph Club, which is a safe meeting point for other um, lesbian couples. And that's um, really where it mostly takes place.
1: My guests have been Kevin Kelly and Jennifer Meinhardt from the New York Public Library with some great recommendations for books. If you hadn't had a chance to read them in 2021, there's still a bit of winter break left to get some reading done. And thanks to all of our kid callers who called in. Kevin and Jennifer, have a great, ha- happy and healthy new year. Thank,
0: Thank you so you. much. Thank I you. will see you at the library. <laughs>